Support for I Am Salt Lake comes from KRCL 90.9, amplifying community voices since 1979. This listener-supported music discovery station covers everything from reggae and punk rock to local grassroots activism. Listen today at 90.9 FM or online at krcl.org. This episode of the podcast is also brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru, Kennedy Botanicals, and HostGator. We're going to be telling you more about them throughout this episode. All right. Thank you, everybody, for joining us for episode 390 of I Am Salt Lake podcast. My name's Chris Hollifield. And my name's Chrissy Hollifield. How are you doing today, Chrissy? I'm doing pretty good. How are you doing? You know, this heat. This heat's incredible. I've been all winter. I was begging for summer. I know. And now that summer's here, I'm like, okay, I'm ready for winter, right? <laughs> we can never I, be satisfied as I guess people. that's kind of a good thing. At least we get a variety here, right? You know, extreme <laughs> variety. Hey, if this is your first time listening to this podcast and joining us, you might be asking yourself what it's all about. Well, this show is all about showcasing awesome people here in Salt Lake City, Utah. We get to talk to musicians, authors, business owners, restauranteurs, breweries, distilleries, really anyone who might have a cool story to share. We're recording today right in beautiful downtown Salt Lake City in our podcast studio that's located way in the back of Empire Merchandise. Empire Merchandise is located at 680 South State Street, And not only does Empire have an amazing selection of vape juice and vape accessories, but this is where you can come and purchase your very own I Am Salt Lake podcast t-shirt. Hey, like we were saying, it's hot out there, so stop on in, get yourself a short-sleeved I Am Salt Lake podcast t-shirt. And they're really, really soft. Really soft. So soft. Who's joining us on the podcast today, Chrissy? Today, we're actually joined by Dan Young, a.k.a. Dan the Laptop Man from PC Laptops. We got to find out what got him interested in working on computers, struggles he's had to deal with in the beginning days of PC laptops, how he overcame them, and we even got to find out what prompted him to do those silly commercials he does. We're going to get into that in just a minute. Hey, before we get into that uh, conversation with Dan, let's give love to one of our awesome sponsors. We actually have a brand new sponsor for this episode. Remember, when you support one of our sponsors, you are directly supporting this podcast. This episode is brought to you by our friends at Kennedy Botanicals. We're excited to tell you about this one because not a lot of people realize that CBD is now legal and can be used in all 50 states. Yes, even here in Utah. KennedyBotanicals.com is your one-stop shop for all of your CBD needs. They offer pure 100% organic CBD in capsules, tinctures, pain gel roller, And they even offer CBD treats for your furry friends. For me, I personally use CBD for my anxiety. You know, it's great. I put a couple of drops under my tongue. I'm good to go for the day. It also helps me get a deeper sleep. A couple of drops under my tongue and I'm good to go right there. Some of the other benefits of CBD include depression, anxiety, epilepsy, muscle spasms, insomnia, chronic pain, Parkinson's disease. It even helps reduce inflammation and might even help your acne. Check this stuff out, you guys. Kennedy Botanicals is a local Utah family-owned and operated business, and they really focus on educating you in the CBD world because they believe that educating yourself on CBD is only going to better arm you for what CBD is capable of doing. Kennedy Botanicals provides quality CBD products at an affordable price, Go visit their website, kennedybotanicals.com. 
and learn all about all of their CBD products. Again, that's KennedyBotanicals.com. Go support them. Thank you, Kennedy Botanicals, for sponsoring this episode of the podcast. Let's jump into that conversation with Dan Young when he came over to our podcast studio to share his story. Thank you for listening. Enjoy. Did you grow up here in Utah, Dan, or where is home for you with all of that? Let's get Southern a little Cal- bit of the- So Southern California is where I grew up. San Fernando Valley. San Fernando Valley. I'm from Ventura. Yeah, Sherman Oaks. So yeah, you probably Penn spent I, some Sherman time Oaks. up in uh, Ventura. And, um, you know, I always, like for me, I was excited to move away from California. Were you excited to, did you come from California to Utah then? Or what's the story from, like, well, how did you get to Utah? Let's- so- when I was in uh, LA, I was a really rowdy teenager, like to party 24 seven and just do all kinds of crazy stuff. So my parents kind of, they had it, they were fed up. And my sister was working for the university of Utah as an academic advisor. And she was like the most responsible person in the family, master's degree, all this kind of stuff. Right. I was like a dropout. So, uh, so she adopted me. Your sister did. Yeah. Yeah. For about 90 days. And then she says, time for you to go. She couldn't handle it. She couldn't deal. So, um, (laughs) Was that because you were getting into trouble while you were at your sister's house? You said you were kind of a rowdy teenager, a rowdy kid. I was, I'm a pretty social dude. So I like, would invite a lot of friends over and we'd have our little parties and get together. And she's like, this can't happen in my house. And so she's like, you need to get your own house. So we got our own, so I got my own place and continued to, to get into to trouble. Not bad trouble, no, at that point. It's more social. You know, a bunch of friends hanging out all the yeah, time. Yeah, for sure. Watching movies and playing video games. And, you know. So from California... What brought you to Utah then? I'm kind of just to get a little bit of the backstory. Did you go to school in California or did you even go to school at all? I don't know. Maybe you're just one of those awesome people that <laughs> Self-taught. Ditched, ditched the college thing and, and just got into computers. I was like uh, 15 years old when I got booted out of my house you know, from, with my parents. And I went to school at Birmingham High School in Van Nuys, California. And they started uh, busing, inter-school busing. So they'd take people from South Central LA and, and bus them in. So they installed metal detectors and shootings went up like crazy and it was just crazy. And it was, uh, there was like, I was getting jumped probably once every two weeks. Like, like a fight. Like somebody was like literally wow. jumping you. Oh, you'd go to 7-Eleven and like 12 dudes would just get there and beat the crap out of you, steal all your stuff. Wow. Smash your face in, knock your teeth out. And um, I, st- I did this weird technique. So all these gangster dudes were sitting there and I started talking to them a little bit. And they're like, who are you? Blah, blah, blah. Nerdy Chinese kid. I'm like, hey, can I buy you guys some McDonald's? And they're like, yeah, we're hungry. So every week I started buying McDonald's for these crazy gangbanger dudes. The gang was called Pacoima Flats or something like that, these guys. And then there was this also this, this gang, which is like an African-American gang. And they were like super crazy. And I started buying them lunch. And I started becoming friends with all these really mean, like tough gang members. But I found out they weren't really mean. They just, they had pains in their heart, you know? Yeah. They put up walls, right? Yeah, and they had terrible childhood, childhoods, and they were bust in, and it was just horrible for them. So I just kind of became their friend, almost like a virtual podcast, but it wasn't like a podcast. And then one day, it was kind of crazy. I was walking, I was walking home from school, and I got jumped by some randoms. I never saw these people, and my friend and I were there, and they were just pounding on our faces. It was crazy, and literally a dozen of these like crazy gang members we've been buying hamburgers for, uh, they saved us. And beat the crap out of these guys. And they're like, hey, man, just we appreciate the burgers, man. And, you know, we, we love you little Chinese kids. You guys, you know. So uh, so school was actually really good from that point. Like we almost had our own little protection system. And we just go have burgers and talk about life with these guys. And 
it was cool. So, uh, but I got in big trouble though at, at a certain point out there. I started hanging out with these guys quite a bit. The gang members. Yeah. You know, they were your friends because they started protecting you and yeah. completely different culture, you know, right? <laughs> though, than, than us little Chinese kids. And um, so we got in some big trouble. And then the uh, probation, I went to de- uh, juvenile detention and the, and the probation officer's like, man, you're not a bad kid. You don't have a big record, but why hanging out with people like this? I'm like, so don't get beat up. <laughs> And they're like, well, maybe we can find some alternatives. And that's where my sister came up with the idea to come to Utah. And so I came here and pushed reset early, you know, and, yeah. and got thing, got my act together, you know. Is it just you and your sister or do you have other siblings? I have a brother. My parents are here. Everybody now moved up here. here? Later. So my parents retired totally bankrupt and broke. And after I ran the company for a while, you know, I did pretty good. And so I bought them a little house in Park City, you know, because they were living terrible. My mom used to just cry because she would count change in the laundry room for food for us. And it was just, it was a tough childhood. See, and that's why I like to go back like that. It's interesting to find all that out, like kind of where you came from and what you're doing now, right? Like a lot of people just think, oh, these people were born with this silver spoon in their mouth and they were just, that would have been nice. You know, they lucked out. (laughs) It was, but I mean, it sounds like you, you know, you had your own stuff to go through and you had to figure out your own uh, path in life. How did you get into computers? Like where, I don't even know how to like, start yeah, that. Where like, did, that did you go in? to school for computers or like, where did the interest, I mean, obviously what, like the nineties, right? Windows. I'm trying to think when did, when did like windows come out? This I mean, is eighties. Eighties. But, but even it. then, I mean, not many people were into computers. And only it was the kind rich of a, people were into yeah. computers. Or the really nerdy ones. So, yeah. yeah. Rich or nerdy. So after school, um, in elementary school, junior high, right then elementary beginning junior high, there was a guy named Charles and- he set up this after-school computer camp for, for kids that were kind of didn't have a lot of money, right? Didn't charge anything. It was donation and sponsorships, kind of like Boys and Girls Club. Okay. But Charles was a really super nerdy programmer guy, and he said, you know what? Not everyone is physically built to play basketball or do those pro-athlete sports. And me being you know, a 110-pound Chinese kid, I didn't think I'd make it in football uh, or basketball because I was short. So he's like a bunch of nerds got us together after school and he taught us how to program for like three years with no fee. And this was back in the eighties. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So this is cool. Some of the first video games on uh, Atari 800s, Apple twos, Commodore, Amiga computers, old oh, computers. Man. And so that's what planted the seed is this guy, Charles. And, and you know, and then you become a teenager, your hormones kick in and you go do dumb stuff. But you remember right. when you're a little kid, you know what you were taught. So. So he introduced you to computers. At what point did you decide, I want to take this bigger though? I want to actually turn this into a business. I mean, obviously it was later on in life that you decided to do that, but where, where does the story pick up there for you? So uh, fast forward a little bit. We started selling t-shirts, me and my friends uh, in Venice Beach, California, knockoff shirts that said like guest jeans and Gucci and stuff, you know. Oh, right. Like out of the trunk of your car. Yeah, kind of. We had a little stand, a little card table, you know, in Venice Beach and stuff and started making a little extra money. And that's how I gained some of my sales experience uh, there. After I got to Utah here, my sister wanted me out. So I got a job selling carpet cleaning via telemarketing on the phone. I'd call people and I'd say, hey, we got a special two bedrooms and a hallway for $34.95. We've got some openings this weekend. We can be there. You want to do it? And what I found out about that is it was easy. I just grabbed the phone book, dial these people. And as a, as a kid, literally like a 16-year-old kid, I can make seven dollars $8,000 a month just dialing out of the phone book. And people were happy. They're like, hey, you did a good job. Uh, and they'd ask for me and we'd rebook them. 
Was this your business? No, this was a company called Century Carpet Cleaning. My friend Scott owned it. Okay. He had a couple carpet cleaning dudes, but he didn't have any salespeople. So usually it was referral, but he's like, yeah, I heard you could just sell by calling people out of the phone book, you know? So so I brought in a couple of friends, trained them, and we were a bunch of kids making seven, eight grand a month selling carpet cleaning. And then I'm like, you know what? I want to make more money, man. How do you do this? And I was terrible at school. Like I had a, I don't know, a cumulative grade point average of 1.2 or something. Nice. <laughs> so too much partying. So on the weekends, we got this uh, booth at the Redwood Road swap meet. You know, that? so we took oh, the car yeah. table. Yep. And so my girlfriend at the time, uh, Tiffany, she's my wife now. We got this booth and she's super cute and smart and charismatic and everything. And so she would round up people to come to our booth. Hey, come over to the booth, check this out. And, you know, guys were like, oh, sure. <laughs> so, and then I was dressed up in a karate gi, right? You know, like kung fu, karate gi. And I would sell Ginsu knives. You know, those, those knives you see on TV? Yeah. And I would like chop things and do kung fu. It was like a show. At the swap meet. At the swap meet. It was like yeah. an infomercial in real life. Oh, yeah. So big That's crowds amazing. of people, like big crowds yeah. of people. And then I started selling like pepper gas and... And knives and all kinds of weird things. And um, we usually hauled in about $2,000 a day with a show. It was just a show. So I practiced at home. We had this big video camera and she would like film me doing that. And I'd like. Okay. Do you have any actual martial arts training? Yes. Yeah, so in LA, I trained for quite a while at, okay. at IMB Academy out there. Right on. I'm going to kind of stop this conversation just for a second. So you're sure. selling stuff at the swap meet. Whose idea was this to sell stuff? This goes back to you selling T-shirts. Is that kind of what you, how you got the bug to sell more stuff? Is that kind of how that happened? Or how did it even happen that you wanted to start selling stuff at the flea market, really? I used to go to the flea market because it was cool. That's like we'd go there like on dates and shop for weird things. You know, like you just go there and you're shopping around and there's cool things. And I was like, man, none of these people know how to sell. They sit on a chair, scowl at people and hope they buy. I'm like, there's so many people there. I could just do a show, literally a show, and people will pay. Sure. So, and it was fun. So, you know. I guess the point I'm trying to get at is, is that's not normal with a lot of people. A lot of people are just fine with their, you know, nine to five job, go get their paycheck. They don't want to put any extra effort into doing their own thing. And I, I think it's awesome that you did that. I mean, not a lot of people would would go through uh, that type of uh, extra well, effort. And I get the feeling too that you're very unique, where you actually like interacting with people and you like getting to know people. And I would say the general population population, we're kind of afraid of people. Oh yeah. You know, we're always like, Ooh, yeah. what's that person going to do if I say something? And the reality is if you actually talk to people and interact, you'll realize that they're so glad you did. Yeah. People are, you know, they're just blood and guts and I don't care if they're yeah. rich or poor or purple or green or whatever. We're all human beings inside and we all have a desire I mean, there's two types of people you're going to see. People that are vampires that are life suckers. And you're going to have people that add some giggles and joy to your life. And so, you know, it's like, who do you want to be? Life sucker or life adder? And if you make people laugh and they're entertained, you know. This episode of the podcast is brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru. In true Subaru fashion, Mark Miller Subaru isn't afraid to take the road less traveled. That's why Mark Miller Subaru is honored to be Utah's only negotiation-free Subaru retailer. Mark Miller Subaru's exclusive negotiation-free program is called Promise Price. All vehicles sold at Mark Miller Subaru are competitively priced, so their customers know that they are getting an exceptional deal. Everyone, regardless of who you know, pays the same price. The price you see is the price you pay. 
Mark Miller Subaru is committed to revolutionizing the car buying experience. By offering people a transparent, competitive, and honest price up front, Mark Miller Subaru can focus on providing the guests with a fun and memorable experience instead of one of those tainted negotiations that happen so often at car dealerships. Mark Miller Subaru has two convenient locations for you to visit. They have Mark Miller Subaru Midtown, which is at 3535 South State Street in Salt Lake City. This is the one that Chris and I personally use for all of our Subaru needs. And Mark Miller Subaru Southtown at 10920 State Street in Sandy. So no matter what part of the valley you're in, there's a Subaru near you. Go test drive a Subaru today. Chrissy and I know that you're going to love it because we couldn't imagine living here in Utah without our Subaru Impreza because it has gotten us out of some situations that I know another car would not have been able to handle. Again, go visit them at their Midtown or Southtown locations. And many thanks to Mark Miller Subaru for sponsoring this episode of the podcast. So how long were you selling stuff at the swap meet for then? How long did that last you? Uh, probably for a couple of years there. And then I got a job at Radio Shack. The, the, <laughs> where we're at right now. Yes. Deja in vu. fact, this very building here. And then they had me here in the Fashion Place Mall. So, okay, yeah. here's, a, here's a question for you then. So the room we're in right now in the back, did you ever come back into this room while at Radio Shack? Or like, what was back here? I, you know, I was mainly on the floor selling probably a stock room or something okay. like that. There's a lot of back stock and then you have your showroom, you know. So when you were at Radio Shack, let's go back a little ways, just because I'm curious, because Chrissy and I even kind of chat about this kind of stuff. Like, did you ever see like technology and things kind of going the directions that they were in? Like Radio Shack probably just felt like they would be around forever. They never thought they would go out of business. Like, did you predict any of this happening in the future with like technology i don't know what i'm trying to yeah ask. like i mean accessible i don't know i'm 24 I, hours a day you can go online look yeah Amazon. yeah like did you think much about that at the time we had it so back in the day you'd use a dial-up modem on your phone sure yeah 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 and we had bulletin boards so i ran a bulletin board system and then people could chat and talk and interface and be friends and post pictures and things like that so um that's been around for a long time the internet just Connected it even more. So you weren't in a closed system. Suddenly you're talking to everyone yeah. on the planet, you know. Um, so that was an obvious, you know, you would see that happening more. You know, bulletin boards synchronizing in some way. And then some genius invented it, right? So I guess I'm, I'm just trying to get to when the computers came in for you. Like when did all that, like, did you, I mean, did you start fixing them or was that a Radio Shack? I don't know. What's a good segue there for that to get into So the, I worked at Radio Shack for a while and then... I got recruited by a company called Silo, which is like Best Buy. Mm-hmm. And I was, became their computer sales manager there. You know, And I was the worst sales guy out of like 5,000 salespeople they had. I was like literally in the bottom two. Oh, wow. Yeah. And so a friend of mine said, you know, you should just hang out with the guys who are the best. So I thought about my gang days. And so I, I bought hamburgers for the top three performers. This guy, one of the guys' name was Manny. Another guy was Jason. I still know these guys, which is kind of crazy. Another guy, Mike Banks. He has Buddy by Banks. And I started buying them hamburgers and they told me how to win. And within two months, I was the number one guy out of 5,000 salespeople. And it was just, it was just cranking, right? Silo went out of business though. And so what I did is I got the customer database uh-huh. of all the customers I'd sold computers to and I cold called them with my cold calling skills, right? And yeah. I was like, hey, you bought a computer from me. I'm going to give you a lifetime service guarantee. Here's my pager number, bro. Yeah. If you need anything. Um, and it got really good. First year, though, we were panicking because to honor those warranties, you I mean you got to pay for things. So I lost everything we had saved up. I remember we had saved, I'd say $27,000 in my investment account. Burned through that, maxed our credit cards. 
And then the next year we did a million dollars in revenue. Holy cow. So it was pretty cool, man. It was All right. What I'm learning from this conversation is that you need to just go buy people hamburgers. Seriously. <laughs> Take everyone out to McDonald's. <laughs> oh, you know the best tip, you know, if the listeners work somewhere or if they have their own business, hamburgers are really, yeah. I, I have a, on my podcast that I have and also my videos, I talk about hamburgers are the key to most people's hearts. Yeah. Or most salad. most people like hamburgers. Or hamburgers salad. are amazing. Or, you know, or like, salad, you know. Yeah, or salad. I mean, if you're, you know. You were mentioning how you were the worst salesman at this Shiloh. Yeah, was yeah. this after or before you were selling stuff out at the, the swap meet out in Redwood? This is after. Because you, you enjoyed selling stuff. Mm-hmm. So why were you the worst salesman there? Because it was very corporate. They made you wear a tie and mm-hmm. all this kind of stuff. So why'd you go there to work then? Because I really wanted to learn more about electronics. Okay. And they sold more electronics than anybody locally. So were you teaching yourself then at Shiloh? Is that kind of how you got introduced to actually getting in and, and working on things and fixing things? Or... Fixing, you didn't fi- go to school for no, that. No, fixing things was at home. So I love to play video games, so I started messing around building my own computers at home. This is a hobbyist, you know? Yeah. And really, I really don't enjoy building computers. I get really kind of frustrated putting little pieces together. And so now, luckily, I have people to do that now. But back then, it was kind of cool because it was like a puzzle, right? Figuring that out. But that's what I recommend to people wanting to get into hardware. Or hardware is probably not as good now as getting into coding, right? right. Because... Hardware is getting a little bit older, but coding is, you can learn everything you need from YouTube, you know? It's like, oh, totally. It like knowledge is so much more accessible now than it used to be. Yep. For sure. Why PCs though? That's what I'm curious. That's what I've been dying to talk Mm. to you about this. Okay. I'm a Mac guy. Mm-hmm. Have you, I'm assuming you've played around with a Mac. Yeah, my first right. computer was Apple II Plus in yeah. 1978. Right. But you only do PCs now. Well, here's this thing. Computers are computers in my mind. So mm-hmm. prob- I'm, I'm giving you a hard time, no, well, too. Listen, I'm giving you a hard time. But half of the people that we sell to are corporate clients, right? Right, and, and they have to run on Windows. No, they have to run on both. <gasps> really? That's, that's the secret. So, oh. so if we, let's say, for example, there's a video game called Borderlands 3 that's coming out, and we built them a whole bunch of computers for their show and their demo and devs and things. But what you see is a mixed ecosystem. You see lots of phones, iPhones, Android phones. Everybody has whatever they like. Mm-hmm. You see lots of uh, Mac Pro, MacBooks, iMacs, things like that. But what we build is the heavy-duty equipment. And what I mean by that is, for example, if you take a top-of-the-line iMac, right, like the one sitting on your desk, it's a great computer, reliable. But here's the thing. If you're doing, let's say, a 3D render or you're doing compiling, let's say it takes 12 hours to do on a machine like that, right? Um, you can take one of our workhorse machines, though, and it'll do it in 12 minutes. Mm-hmm. So if you're paying someone a couple hundred grand a year to be a dev, and it takes 12 hours versus 12 minutes, what do you want, you know? I yeah. Mean, they could be on YouTube all day, just, hey, it's still working, boss. Totally. <laughs> or, hey, it's done. This episode of the podcast is brought to you by HostGator. Hey, listen up, guys. Every small business needs a website. We've seen it firsthand on the podcast. A lot of local businesses here in Salt Lake City, they think they can cut corners by just having a presence on Facebook and Instagram. A lot of times I hear, you know, having a website is just way too expensive. Wrong. That's the answer. (laughs) Having a website is not too expensive. It's actually a lot more affordable than you might think. Every business, small or big, you need your own website. You need your piece of real estate on the internet. So why should you use HostGator? Well, HostGator is one of the world's most popular web hosting companies for a reason. They offer a guaranteed 99.9% uptime, and they offer an excellent user-friendly interface via cPanel and superb pricing. 
They also offer a free website builder as well as 4,500 templates for you to pick from. I Am Salt Lake Podcast has been hosting their website on HostGator for almost seven years now. So if it's going to be, you know, if we're going to be around for seven years, you know this is good if we stuck with them. So head on over to HostGator.com, use the promo code SALTLAKE, one word, and you'll say big when you set up your website with them and you'll be supporting this podcast at the same time. Again, HostGator.com, the promo code for listeners of this podcast is Salt Lake, or you can just click on the banner on the website. And many thanks to HostGator for sponsoring this episode of the podcast. Do you, do you ever work, work with Linux machines? Like build things with Ubuntu or, you know? That's kind of a niche area. It is, yeah. And so we don't really focus on that too much. Mainly PC, but most of our clients have some Apple in their ecosystem. So our job right. is to make everything work together. Okay. And so a lot of people will do the quick work like on the iMacs. But then they'll transfer all the data to the big power workhorses is what we build primarily. And then um, they do all the heavy lifting with that. Our PC computers, and this is just a simple question. I'm not trying to get super deep here, but they're a lot easier to put together. Is that kind of what to build your own, I guess? Macs are kind of you buy them and take them out. You know, you don't really build a Mac, I guess. Yeah, that's that's their the model is, you know, here you go. Mm -hmm. It's ready to go. Yeah. There you go. With PCs, a lot of people do that, but you know, half of our customers are computer nerds and half of them are people that don't know a lot about computers. But the reason why computer nerds who can build their own buy from us, though, is time. Right. And most computer nerds, you know, nowadays, they're making a lot of money, a lot of freaking yeah. money, a couple hundred grand, hundred grand, 200, 300, 400 grand, a million a year. And so the time it takes to assemble one, it's almost like me building my own car. I just like to buy a prepackaged because- you know, right. You know, tell them what I want in it, build it, warranty it. If it breaks, give me a loaner, you know? Totally. I just thought it'd be fun to heckle you a little bit. No, right? it's great. Cause you know, how people, <laughs> people do that all the time. They're like, Oh, do you have a blue bubble or the green bubble? You know, when you send them a text message or I something. Have, I have an iPhone actually. I like do it. You, I like I, them. I, that's I, cause I remember, you know, we exchanged uh, text yeah. messages. There. I think like, oh, there's a green bubble there. I, I like all operating systems, but I mean, for phone that works for me. That's fine. Yeah. I'm um, at home. I have super powerful PCs though, because speed is the key for me. Yeah. Speed, speed, just sheer speed and performance level because time is money. Yeah. yeah. And the thing is with PCs, you can actually build something to your specifications that you need. And apples are amazing for people like us. We just want it done. Yeah. We want it ready. We want it easy. But you can do so much more with a have PC. Have both. I always say. Yeah, have both. You know, you can't live on vegetables and you can't live on meat, right? There or you go. You can't live just, well, I guess you could, but it's most people are more balanced out with things. And right. if you balance out your technological ecosystem, you're going to be most efficient. When did, like even coming in today, you know, you recognize, oh, there's Dan, the laptop man, mm -hmm. right? Like, do you, does that happen to you a lot going out and about? Like, when did, when did that nickname even come about for you? Like, Obviously, yeah. with the commercials and stuff like that, but how long has that been? Uh, 27 years. So, okay. <laughs> I mean, wow. It's a long time, and now it's really weird now because social media. So I still make a lot of the commercials and do really dumb things and dress up and do kung fu and ginsu knives and stuff. And go with computers, somehow we've mixed that. <laughs> but, uh, you know, a lot of the people out there now have seen us when they were little kids. Like, so they're 30 something years old now or 20 something. They're like, hey, when I was little, I used to see your commercials in the movie theater. Ah! But you're not that old, though. You know, yeah. Well, I'm getting there. So, <laughs> so, so they saw your commercials in 30 years you've been around that long? 27 years. Wow. Yeah. But when wasn't there another guy that kind of did 
was it Dell or Dale or some? What's yeah, Dell. Dell. Uh, Super Dell. Are you associated? Were you associated with him? Or Everyone I can, asked that. I can even I can even edit this out. If, no, if no, it's we'll not. have this. Okay. So we had a store right on Ninth South and Third East where the tattoo shop is, and mm-hmm. he had a shipping store next door to that, and he was our shipping guy, and he used to come after work and play video games with me, and then one day he put a sign up that said "Same computer is fifty dollars less," and I thought it was an April Fool's joke, and I told him, "Hey, that's kind of weird, man. I mean, like you know." Now, is that really what you said, or did you like, I mean, I would be wanting to fight people for that. I was man. just like, dude, that's just what, what's going on. So, yeah. Anyway, so there was, you know, some disagreement there, and I wasn't too pleased with it. And so I said, dude, you, I mean, I don't mind if you compete. That's fine. Just maybe not next door with a sign, because, like, these right. are my customers. Yeah. So he opened up uh, on Redwood Road on 54th over there, and we weren't friends for a long time. And then I reached out to him, and like, look, you know, that was weird, but how about we make a truce? And he's like, yeah, maybe. (laughs) He's all, what's in it for me? So I said, well, two things. One, I will give you all my desktop business, which is $12 million a year. Just, just to be nice. I'll just give you. But what I want in exchange is all the laptop business. And he goes, I hate laptops anyway, because they're a pain to fix. I'm like, well, give me your pains and have all the butter, you know? And so we did it. And uh, for seven years, we just totally got along really great. And we bought commercials together, like advertising spots so we could save some money. Unfortunately, his store had some financial problems, his company. So they had to close down. So we hired a bunch of his employees and took over a bunch of leases. And here we are. Wow. So where did, how did people get, was it with his commercials? Cause I swear he used to get on the commercials and he would say like, Dell the laptop ban or something. Didn't he have like some catch? No, his was super Dell. Super Dell. Super okay. Del. okay. Yeah, I'm Dan yeah. the laptop man. Super Dell. We actually had a radio show together and a bunch of stuff. Like we would just banter about tech, you know. Talk. What, what was that? What, what radio station was that on? Oh, uh, was that here in Salt Lake? I yeah, guess. Yeah. What's that? What, oh, I don't even remember the station. It's the super radical conservative. Oh, station. was it one of the AMs like sixteen ten K Talk? Yeah, it's K Talk. K Talk. Oh, okay. Yeah, uh, super radical. <laughs> what? So about po- politics? You did that one about? No, or? no. We're just talking about tech and like conspiracy theory and hackers and the just, good stuff. Are you going to, what is it, the DevCon? Do you ever go to DevCon in Las Vegas? Our nerds do, but I don't. Oh, okay. <laughs> I send all my super <laughs> all, smart All the guys people. in my office are going there yeah. in like a month. And it sounds All the high really, IQ people go there. I'm, really I'm, I'm a simple dude. I'm, you know, just... So, okay, so let's let's talk about what you have going on right now. Okay. With, I guess it's PC laptops. Is that kind of your main focus of what you're doing? Just building computers or... Uh, to the public, businesses, or any and all of the above, or what exactly are you doing now? So we've got five companies that we run, and we've got you know almost a couple hundred employees now. PC Laptops is our oldest company, 27 years, and we have nine locations from here to Vegas. That is selling and fixing and servicing all brands of PC, and we custom build our own. They have a lifetime warranty on them, so they're really awesome. We fix phones, so iPhones, Android phones, whatever you got if you break a phone. That is the oldest company we have. We also have an online company called Zydex, X-I-D-A-X. Most of our customers are outside of Utah because it's pretty similar component, except you don't get face-to-face help when you have a problem because it's on the internet. Hence, you know, my friends from Utah are like, you know, where should I buy from an online store or that? I'm like, well, if you want to ship it every time, you can buy from our online store and it'll be maybe a little bit cheaper, but... You know, if you want the local experience and if you mess something up, you want to fix like in your, right there, like right now, and um, then go to the retail stores. Plus, we have a lounger there. We'll give you a Coke, a Diet Coke or water or something. And you got a good conversation, too, you know. 
And a lot of times face-to-face, I think it's easier to like transfer data and walk people through software configuration, passwords, things like that. Um, So those are the two big ones. We started a company online called Super Easy Backup uh, 10 years ago, which is super high-level military-grade enterprise backup for banks, U.S. Army, hospitals, and also for some consumers. Uh, And then, gosh, we got some of this stuff going. So we got a thing called storagewhale.com, which is the coolest thing ever. And we took a lot of our technology from what these big companies were paying $1,000, $2,000 a month for to back up their computers, like all their data into the cloud. And we got it so that it was only $6 a month unlimited. So it's called Storage Whale. There's always room in the whale, storagewhale.com. So is that like a Dropbox kind of, or is that? It's different. different. So like if you go into Dropbox and you erase something by mistake, it's kind of hard to see, right? If your computer gets uh, infected by like, uh, like, like a BitLocker virus or something, and it locks all your files, it'll back up into the internet all jacked up, right? You can't get your stuff. The cool thing about this is it takes all your pictures, your photos, everything, all your data, sticks it in the internet onto three big different uh, uh, data centers across the country. So if one gets nuked, this is really important for the military, right? Sure. Yeah. You still have backup. But the cool thing is you can restore back to any moment in time. So it's like, oh, crap, I just got downloaded this crap. It, it trashed my computer. My external yeah. hard drive is nuked. Everything is gone. No, you're fine. We'll just go back to two days ago. I love it. And restore and it. put it back. Have you had any clients deal with the whole new Bitcoin? I don't know exactly what it is where people hack your machine and um, they request Bitcoins in exchange to release the password. Like they yeah. encrypt, like ho- It's happening to hospitals and it's major. Stuff, right? like it's, it's so huge. freaking huge because Bitcoin yeah. prices are going up. Yeah. And so there's like. And they're, and they're attacking huge companies. Oh, yeah. This is why our, our backup solution like Storage Well is the key. Yeah. Because it doesn't matter if they try to hold your ransom, you're, you tell them to screw off and then just hit restore back to yesterday and you're fine. And the big thing is security and encryption. You see all these celebrities getting their pictures of themselves and their gold Speedo released mm-hmm. on the Internet. Well, like if you're in the cloud or whatever company you're using, you're using the, you know, iCloud or whatever it is, people can, are really good at hacking, you know, there's no. Yeah. And so anything that you, you're, you're, you're doing in that sort of cloud is very easy to get. And so some people want a deeper layer of, of security. Oh, for sure. Especially with like sensitive information. Especially yeah. Attorneys, doctors, things like that. Right. Let's talk about your podcast a little bit here. I want to I want to oh, yeah. touch on this uh, before I forget, just because this has been like my new well for Obsession. for a couple of days. I I just I was like, okay, I'm going to be talking to Dan on Sunday. Let's start listening to this podcast. I'm like, holy cow! Like this thing is phenomenal. Uh, how long have you been doing that for? Uh, it's been I think about a year now, almost a year. Why? What made you want to start a podcast, man? Um, simple as this. A lot of mentors have taught me cool stuff through the years and they're like, how do you make, how do you make tons of millions of dollars and stuff? And it's not one thing. It's a recipe. And there's so many people out there that are working somewhere that are maybe have a part-time gig or maybe they want to start something up, but they have no clue. And there's so many landmines where people can literally just go bankrupt. Right. I mean, it's scary running a business. You guys know, right? Sure. So how do you do that without charging people, you know, 10 grand a month and consulting of how to run a business and be their mentor. So I created Dan's millionaire code. And the first uh, reason why I started is to be able to share whatever experiences that I had in a super authentic way, because there's no, we don't have sponsors or anything. We don't have anything people need to buy. It's something I'm just personally funding, but it helps entrepreneurs maybe have some of that knowledge. Then I'm thinking, well, it can't just be me yakking into a mic. So let me just bring in other people from every possible field 
that are a billionaire or a millionaire or somebody who's like saving the world, like Tim Ballard from Operation yeah. Underground Railroad, yeah. and have them share their story. And so one of the first guests we had was uh, Gail Miller, uh, Larry Miller's, uh, late Larry Miller's you know, uh, wife, but she's alive. She's awesome, Gail. And she brought in her family. And she's, I don't know, she's worth five, six billion dollars or something. And she starts talking about some really deep stuff, you know, and, and, and how wealth can really cause people to be unbalanced. So don't forget that. And, but she's really great yeah. stuff. You, should, you guys should watch the Gail Miller interview. But that was the first person. And then ever since then, all these CEOs, executives, world-changing influencers, they're like, I want to get on here because there's no weird agenda or anything here. It's like, what's your agenda? It's to help humans. But I'm sure that I'm sure this has helped you with your business though, right? Like you mentioned how you didn't have sponsors, but I think that's perfect. Uh, A lot of people think with podcasts like, oh, to make it big, I need a sponsor without realizing, hey, this podcast can actually help out your business. Yeah. And I'm sure it's generated customers even that way for you, maybe. It has because a lot of these executives own big companies with tens of thousands of employees and we take them on a tour of our manufacturing facility. They're usually curious. So who is this guy, Dan? Like, what does he do? Mm-hmm. So we have a big facility, 50,000 square footer in, in Midvale. And we'll take them through. And then a lot of the, the guests will be like, hey, I need two, 3,000 computers, well, man. There you go. Can you guys hook me up? Sure. Okay. But that, yeah, residually, you know, but that's, that's the law of reciprocation. I mean, if you're giving real value to people, the universe tends to... Well, I'm even talking listeners, right. right? Maybe listeners have been like, oh, man, I like uh, this Dan Young guy. What's yeah. he all about, man? You're, you you're know? building trust with people. Yeah. I mean, you're building trust with your listeners that they know that you want to do the best for everybody around you. So, of course, they, yeah. you know, they'd want to come. Yeah. So if they pe- like us, you know, they can come check out our stuff. <laughs> sure. So people listening to this Dan's Millionaire Code, it's wherever, I mean, however you're listening to I Am Salt Lake, you could probably find that. Everywhere. Yeah. iTunes, Spotify. Do you have like a, like, a fun story, like, you know, because of my podcast, like because of Dan's millionaire code, like what's been the most rewarding thing for you? Has anything like really cool happened for you because of this show? You know, there's one big one. This is what actually made me do it. In fact, I thought it was just going to be a stint for a quarter. And my wife's like, you got to do this. And I'm like, why? <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, I was I getting, kinda, so, I was getting burnt out. You know, I was getting burnt out. Yeah. What happened is I had some guy message me and he's like, you know, my son got diagnosed with some weird blood cancer. And I'm like, here we go. He's going to ask me for a bunch of money. He's probably fake. He's just, you get weird messages on the internet. Right. Sure, man. And he tells me like he got laid off his job and he had addiction problems and all this stuff, you know. And, and he says, will you help me? And I go, well, I'm not going to give you any money. But he didn't. He goes, that's not what I'm looking for. But I will share with you maybe some direction. And so we messaged back and forth. So fast forward like six months later, actually. It's about six months later. And this is where I'm totally like thinking, nah, maybe this is a waste of time. The guy messaged me back and he says, man, he goes, what's really cool is I secured a new job now. And they gave me full benefits. So the treatment for my kid is being covered. And we found out, though, that it's actually curable what he's got. It's not as bad as we thought. Oh, wow. He's like, now my wife separated from me because I was I got fired from my job and I was drinking and all this stuff. And she came back and uh, and then he messaged me. And he's like, and before I was making, you know, three, four thousand a month. And then my new job, I'm making like 12 grand a month. And, and then I got my own side thing. And wow, man, he goes, thanks for saving me. And I'm like, I didn't save you, man. You did all the work, you know. He's like, yeah, well, just so you know, whatever you're doing is like useful. After that, I was like, man, maybe we can help some more people with this. Give them some courage when they're going through tough times, when they're feeling like it's over, you mm-hmm. know. But most of the the people we've had on our podcast that are entrepreneurs. I mean, like Rick White, one of my friends, he sold his company for like three and a half billion dollars. 
and rewind a decade or so. And he was living in Southern California, homeless under a bridge. This is crazy, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's not a a very, it's not like rare to have like on the street to sell your company for a billion dollars in a decade or so. But I think we all underestimate ourselves. We underestimate our potential and our intelligence. Yes. And if, and you know, if we can run into people like you who actually point it out and motivate us in the right direction, that's huge, Mm -hmm. you know, and I don't think we come across people that often in our lives. I have a controversial stance on things, you know, being a, you know, minority Chinese descent, you know, hundred percent Chinese descent. A lot of people think, you know, is there a lot of discrimination out there? Is there this or that because of that? And I don't know if I'm super popular with this particular opinion, but yeah, sure. I mean, maybe there is, maybe there isn't, but I don't see, I don't look at it, even though it happens, I don't look at it, nor do I care because you only can affect what you, you can't change other people's brains, right? They got to change their own. So you have to use whatever differences that you have, you know, whether you're, you know, your hair is long or short, you're purple, you're green, you got tattoos, you don't make that part of your story. You Mm -hmm. know, your flaws create your authenticity and that's attractive, not to everybody. Maybe half the people judge you, who cares? Mm -hmm. Literally only a small percentage of the population needs to really dial in to what you're saying. You need and, to attract the right people. Yeah. Like and, instead of all the people. Yeah. And you got to have haters yeah. though. Cause if you don't have haters, then that means whatever you're doing is not having an impact because you're not getting attention, you know? Yeah. So I'm, I'm really kind of not a big supporter of like affirmative action and busing and all these weird techniques to try to make people, you know, I hear so many sob stories about people like, man, but this happened, but this, mm-hmm. I should have done this. And I'm like, stop shitting all over yourself. You know, it's like you're alive. Yeah. If you have your health, and your mental capacity, if you don't have a brain impairment or any physical impairments, there's no excuse for you not to, you know, maximize your life and help people and be successful yourself. There's just no excuse. Yeah. You know, and I don't think the government's going to save us. No one's going to save you. That's the thing. And how much people want to protest and all that. It's like, get out there and change the world to a better place. Like, you don't have to sit there and bitch. Mm-hmm. I mean, the world's me what nuts. we make of it, right? Yeah. And so often people think I got to wait for somebody to come, you know, like you're saying. This kind of reminds me of something I was reading or, or heard somewhere. And uh, I don't know exactly. So I apologize if I completely butcher this. But there was a transition for you. I heard like when you started doing crazy commercials because mm-hmm. you used to be more like a little more stiff. I guess you would yeah, say, yeah. Or, or is this true? Or it's true? Or, okay, so there is some truth to this. Yeah. You were kind of nervous, from what I understood or heard, to kind of transition to wearing the Hawaiian shirts and kind of having fun and oh and yeah, kicking back on the commercials. Yeah. So let me tell you how that worked. So when I first moved here, my mom said, "You're moving to Utah, which is like a highly LDS state and it's very conservative. Being here from LA and kind of rowdy, I don't know how you're going to be accepted. So you better go buy a darn suit <laughs> and look professional and cut your hair." shave your beard, your, your goatee off and all this stuff. And you better just fit in because otherwise people are going to judge you and you're going to fail. So that's what I did. And I tried that for a few years running my business and I was very successful. Then at a certain point, you know, I made enough money that I was like, you know, what? I don't even care. I'm just going to be me. It doesn't even matter. So I got rid of like that. And I was like, what can I do? That's outrageous. But still, you know, it's not, it's still healthy. It's not like destructive stuff. But be silly, be that. Get, and since then, I haven't worn ties. You know, I don't want. I don't like ties. Yeah. So I went on and just did my be. You know, was myself. Didn't do anything bad, but like did funny stuff. And and sure, I got a lot of hate letters. I'll never buy from you. And because of just having fun on the commercials. Yeah, they're like, I can't believe you dress like a woman. Like you're insulting women. I'm like, well, I'm not. I'm just like <laughs> screwing around. Or like, I'm just having fun. 
Yeah, what's, like what's yeah. wrong with me wearing a dress? What if I want to wear a dress? You know, yeah, exactly. like come on. And so you know, I got lots of hate, hate, hate. But uh, one of my mentors are like, dude, just keep going with that though. And then the next year, after doing the silly commercials, you know, mm-hmm. our revenue went up five hundred percent. We exceeded over twelve million in sales. Wow! Like in one, and year. you probably felt better too, right? Like. <sighs> You could finally relax and just be you and I don't have fake fun. It, you know? So, yeah. did you really wear a dress in a commercial? Oh uh, yeah, Hawaiian dress, really? uh, beautiful Hawaiian dress. I think I had, and I dressed like Princess Leia with a lightsaber. And, nice. And did kung fu, dressed like Princess Leia, and people were like, "What? That's the dumbest thing I've ever seen." <laughs> but it, it kind of stopped people, and like they wanted to pay attention when they saw it. They're gonna remember it for sure. Yeah. This is like pre-social media, right? And then, uh-huh. But when social media kicked it, it even went crazier. I, I think in, what is it? In 90 days, we got 112,000 new followers on Facebook. And I started playing those commercials on Facebook and people were just like, oh, this is so dumb. That's uh, awesome. We punch, punched out a video and got 25 million views in a week. No kidding. And we're like, people like this stuff? Okay. <laughs> you know, <laughs> weird. What advice... A lot of people listening uh, to this podcast are looking to start businesses, right? Entrepreneur types, uh, small business owners. I mean, very popular here in Utah, obviously. Do you have any advice you would give them? Not necessarily computers. It it may be a business. I don't know. Anything. Food, whatever. Is there a piece of business advice that you would offer Uh, somebody? And this is important. And this applies for kids going to school too, college. Some kids are going to go to college. Some kids will do both. Some kids like me will not finish school or whatever and just do their thing. Most importantly, know who you want to be. Okay. So I see a lot of college students going there. I speak at a lot of universities and they're like, you know, I'm studying my generals and I'm going to find myself. I'm like, what are you wasting money and time for? Like spend a weekend, figure out who you want to be. If you're not going to school, spend a weekend, figure out who you're going to be. And how do you do that? It's called Google. So let's say you want to be like the greatest podcaster in the world. Well, Google, who's the greatest podcaster in the world? I don't know. Joe Rogan, somebody, somebody's crazy, you know? Wow, he's monetizing that. He's doing great with that. Great. Well, follow him, right? Look at what he's doing. Mimic, learn, and those kind of things. So the most important thing is to find a hero, find three heroes in the field you want to go into, though, and study them. And then you can take it a level further if you can contact them by finding out what their pains are. So let's say you guys want to meet with Joe Rogan. You're like, Joe Rogan, let's meet. He's probably not going to respond. <laughs> He'd be like, oh, yeah, sure, I'm free. <laughs> but if Joe Rogan had a problem, find out what his passion and pain is. Maybe mm-hmm. he has a pain. Maybe there's a charity that he supports. You're like, hey, we do podcasts and Salt Lake, and I just want to talk about our po- about the charity that you, re- that you support here because that's actually something we share support for. Can we do that, Joe? And he'll be like, sure. In fact, I might just fly down and be on your podcast. <laughs> that's how you do it. So you give to get. Mm-hmm. Kind of goes back to the hamburgers. Yeah, you give to get. But yeah. most people are like, they you reach connect. out. You like, connect Give first. me money. Yeah. Give me free knowledge. And it's like, no. It doesn't really work that way. Even if people are asking for free things, they're not going to actually reap the rewards of it. Yeah. Because they're not putting the effort into creating it for themselves. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's the advice, you know, find three heroes and then get in contact, learn from them. Even dead heroes. So like Napoleon Hill, Think and Grow Rich, Dale Carnegie, How to Win Friends and Influence People. Like read those damn books because it's like an instruction manual to win. It's like, man, Mm -hmm. why would you take all person's knowledge and learn it? What do you recommend though for somebody who maybe reaches out to somebody and they don't respond? Uh, It's a numbers Because it goes back to the Joe Rogan thing, right? Chances are I'm not going to get a response from him or Mark Maron or or any, you know. Yeah. What would I do and just 
multiple responses, keep finding their new pains and offer a solution for them and build that list of people. And maybe there's a dozen people that you'd love to get in touch with and have them kind of, you know, work with. We'll just keep messaging them in a different way by finding their pains. It's a numbers game. Eventually, one's going to be like, okay. I mean, this is my thought. For the first person, one of the first people for my podcast, I'm like, who should I get? Maybe I should start with like small people that like, you know, are just getting going because I, I have some room. And I'm like, you know what? Let's just, who, who, who's the richest person in Utah? Well, Gail Miller. Okay, let's go get her on. And she's like, cool. I'm like, what? <laughs> yeah. Serious? Hey. She's like, yeah. Well, that's how it was when I reached out to you. Yeah. And she's when- like, I don't want to talk about just money though. I want to talk about what's important. I'm like, it's, this is your time. Mm-hmm. And then it ended up talking about money too and things. Um, but, you know, I let her control the, which the message she wants to get out. Yeah. And what's crazy is most of the videos that you see with really successful people, a lot of times those interviews are canned and they're scripted just to make them look good or purely business. It's kind of unauthentic, you know? Mm-hmm. But these people, they really want to share their true story. Shifting uh, directions a little bit here on the show, Dan, uh, there's a few Salt Lake City, Utah related questions we, we like to ask people uh, coming through here because we all, we all deal with this similar challenges with Utah, right? We, people come friends, family, they come visit us here and mm-hmm. we're like, oh crap, what do we do with them now this weekend, right? Like, what do we show them? Do you have like one or two things that you like to show people that come through that are visiting, whether it's a, a building, a mountain, campsite, I don't know. Do you have do you have like the Dan Young tour at all? Oh, yeah. So there's two places. There's a place in Sugar House called Water Fusions. It's right by the theater tsunami and the Century Theater, whatever there. Water Fusions. What What is it? Yeah. And it's got this like dude there, and he's not like a guru. He's just a genius. And this guy named DK. And they make these, these wellness drinks with like all kinds of CoQ10, and uh, different sort of herbs and things like that. And they actually make you physically feel physically and mentally better. Really? It's like, you know, if you get a cup of coffee, you're like, you get a little boost. Eh. And then you're right. burnt out. Huh. I'm there like three days a week. And it's it's hidden. Like people don't know about this place. But if you go there, it's full of millionaire and billionaire entrepreneurs. And it's a little secret. But now maybe it's not. But <laughs> I really, I love to see them scale though. It's called Water Fusions. And whereabouts? You said Sugar House? Sugar House right there. Tsunami and the cinema? Movie theater. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Whole Foods. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So it's called Water Fusions. You can look them on Google. They're there. They have two locations. They have one downtown actually here, uh, 150 South State. Oh, right on. The the second little special place that a lot of people don't know is it's called Restore Hyper Wellness. And they actually, this is crazy though. I don't know if the owner that wants me to talk about this, but <laughs> they have a thing that actually um, is, is scientifically proven called NAD plus that can not only extend your life, but your well being. They do IV vitamin drips and they have nurses there and everything. So it's super pro. Right. And um, sometimes people are deficient, like glutathione and different vitamins and things. Um, but with those two hacks, I'd say I'm probably up 40, 50% of my efficiency level. Oh, wow. No it's kidding. It's impactful. Does the uh, the place, the second place, what's it called? Restore Hyper Wellness. Restore Hyper Wellness. Do they actually do testing to see what nutrients you might be deficient in? And mm-hmm. then, and, wow, interesting. Does insurance cover that? <laughs> does, no, they, they have hyperbaric uh, okay. chambers. Also, yeah. they have uh, infrared light therapy, near infrared, wow. infrared sauna, cryotherapy, cryofacials. You know? No kidding. All kinds of Have stuff. you ever done that one of those? Awesome. Uh, Joe Rogan talks about the float tanks. Have you ever done one of those? 
I haven't, but uh, I've always know, wanted to do one. It made me think find a good the, place. The the inf- inf- I, well, I know there's, there's one in Park City. There's Vacation one in Park City. I know there's one here in Salt Lake. I just haven't done it yet. That's I'd like to do it. I was just curious your your experience. You guys should get uh, definitely um, the owner of Water Fusions and Restore. Okay. Yeah, that would be rad. It is like a gem. And literally, can you imagine like if you're 40% increase in your quality of life? 40, 40%. What would you pay for that? Everything. Like, take all of my money. Take my money. I'll be homeless just to feel good. <laughs> I'll make more if I feel better, yeah. right? It'll actually, it's a good investment. You'll make more because yeah. you'll be able to get more done. You know? Right, for sure. What about one or two or three favorite local eating spots? Do you have like a favorite oh. one? One. <laughs> what do you got for us, Dan? I really, really, uh, well, it's not downtown. It's kind of like sure. I like, I like uh, Roots Cafe. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, that's, I like to have like meetings there and stuff. That's really good for breakfast and, and stuff. If you're talking about uh, in the Midtown, kind of like uh, Midville, KOU, Korean All You Can Eat. Oh, that's <laughs> so freaking good. It's like, where, it's good. Where, where is that at? 7200 South State. 7200. KOU. You guys should go eat there. I oh want to go there oh. today. Yeah, I was just going to say, so, I was wondering if I'd been there. No. So make sure you go into Yelp and you get on the wait list before. Oh, for real? Because they don't do wow. reservations. But if you do that, it'll tell you the wait. You get there, they give you like a 15 minute window. So you can just blast down there. I'm seriously so Googling good. it right now. That sounds amazing. Interesting. And then if you go out west, Bucket of Crawfish in West Valley, they have like crawfish and shrimp and crab and you eat it with your hands. You wear a bib and you're a slob. So a guy like myself with a beard, it might be a mess getting in. Oh, you'll be fine, man. You can you can watch me eat it. <laughs> oh, you'll be fine. You can just like put a rubber band on it. Just put a rubber go. band on the beard. <laughs> yeah. You try those three, you guys will be in heaven. That's- oh, yeah. So as I kind of wrap up this podcast today, first of all, I mean, Dan, I've, I've had a great time Thank getting, you. getting to know you a you little bit. Uh, I mean, I know we've just touched here and there on so many things. You know, I, I always tell people, you know, we'll have to bring you down the road, bring you back through down the road and, and get into more depth. But is there anything while we're recording, uh, is there anything that you were hoping we would talk about that maybe I didn't bring up or that you were just like, oh my gosh, I, I want to share this cool story or anything? Big one is, is this. You know, with Dan's Millionaire Code, that's a big focus of mine now. Yeah. So, um, you know, if, if people have questions, I actually, and I'm trying to, and maybe it gets too big at a certain point, but if people have some basic questions, they can direct message me on there and yeah. they're not going to get a bill. And people are like, why, why do you waste time doing that? I just dedicate two hours a week simply to answer messages for people and offer any sort of help that I can. I like that. So if you have yeah. a business or you're stuck or you have a question, just message. I take two hours. That's about it. And so sometimes I don't get to everything, but... I love I love to help people with that. And so Instagram, Dan's Millionaire Code. Also YouTube is pretty big and of course the podcast. And so Dan's Millionaire Code's on YouTube. Yeah, one word. The Millionaire Code doesn't have on YouTube doesn't have a lot of followers because I just popped that up there, but it has the video of all these wonderful people doing the podcast. So you can kind of see their facial expressions. Yeah. It's, just a little, it's a little deeper, you know. Yeah, that's what people tell tell us. They're like, you guys gotta start doing video so we can see, you know, people's there's advantages to both, yeah. I think. Because with audio, yeah, you're really listening sure. to the words. Video, you're like, man, that, that dude or girl's crazy, but awesome. <laughs> you can see their fire too. So, For sure. And then what about like websites? Does Dan's Millionaire Code have a website? Dan'sMillionaireCode.com or yep, something? Yeah. Or, okay. Dan'sMillionaireCode.com. And then if, if people are interested in computing, computer stuff, no matter what brand of, of PC that people have, they can bring it to PCLaptops.com and you know we'll scan it for viruses and all that for free. So if people need help, we just want to help out. So 
Very cool. Uh, awesome. Chrissy has a final question that she likes to throw out at people that come through here. So I'm going to let her uh, take control of it right now. Oh, I'm in control. Yay. <laughs> uh, if you could leave our listeners with one piece of life advice or a motto that you live by, what would you tell them? Find people's pains and help them and heal them. Many thanks again to Dan Young for joining us on this episode of the podcast. You can find all the links to connect with him by visiting our website at IamSaltLake.com slash 390. That's for episode 390. Support for I Am Salt Lake comes from KRCL 90.9, amplifying community voices since 1979. This listener-supported music discovery station covers everything from reggae and punk rock to local grassroots activism. Listen today at 90.9 FM or online at krcl.org. And before we get into our weekly recommendations, we want to give a huge congrats to Nikki and John over in New Zealand on their new edition. Yay, baby! I, I, I will tell this to both of you, Nikki and John. So if you're listening right now, the biggest piece of advice and recommendation would be to take a lot of pictures and enjoy this time as they grow up so fast. Yeah, you're going to be exhausted and you're going to want the baby to go to sleep a lot, but... You'll never have this moment back. Yeah, I mean, I can't know? believe our uh, our youngest Lucy, she'll be two. And I, I mean, know. it just seemed like the other day that I was telling you guys that she was born. Yeah, so, yeah, it goes huge, fast. Huge congrats to Nikki and John on that one. And it is time for our weekly recommendations. This is the time where Chrissy and I, we give a little bit of a recommendation. Uh, something where like, hey, you know, we endorse this or something that, you know, maybe happened this week that we're like, you got to check this out or support it. Uh, and I'm going to let you go first oh, for this week. Chrissy. All right. My recommendation this week is to go out and support young entrepreneurs. You know, these like kids who are motivated to get up and do something and earn money for themselves really, really support them because it's going to like, like a lemonade, like a lemonade like stand. Lemonade stand. Or, yeah. Or, or share, my share, children share the story this, of what, uh, what the older kids did. This yeah. Week. This last week, my two older daughters, um, decided they wanted to do a bake sale. So they stayed up all night and baked cupcakes and cookies and then they sold them. And then they stayed, they stayed up basically for three days straight, like baking at night and selling during the day so that they could earn money to buy themselves some clothes and decorate their bedrooms. And it was just, it was really cool to see the energy that they put into it. And I'm so grateful for all the people who did come support them. Well, exactly. And all the people, even when we were there for a few mm -hmm. minutes, while well, you were there a little longer, but people that would stop by and, and they would just support them because they wanted to support it. And that exactly. is so important yeah. to do. I mean, even down to supporting a Girl Scout with their Girl Scout cookies, because these kids are trying, like they don't have a lot of opportunities to make money, first right. of all, right? Especially like, now that child labor, you know, yeah. is illegal and, and, and whatever. the fact that they're, you know, they're disciplining themselves and, yeah. and they could be out, you know, just causing havoc or, or exactly. whatnot. Or on a Saturday, especially, they just want to sit in their pajamas and watch cartoons all day. Exactly. So. It, it takes a lot for them to do it. So just give them a high five and a dollar. So my weekly recommendation is Zevia Soda, which is kind of bizarre that I'm recommending it, but. For some reason, I got on this kick this last week. I think it's because they were doing some samples at Sprouts. Oh. And, you know, a lot of listeners know I do the keto diet, and mm -hmm. so I don't consume sugar. And so the Zevia soda is sweetened with stevia. And it's been a while since I tried it, but I'm like, oh, my gosh, I forgot how good it was. And it's, I, I think it's delicious. And so if you're looking for zero carbs, zero sugar, check out Zevia soda. You can, I know you can get it at Sprouts here in Salt Lake. I'm sure you could get it. Maybe Whole Foods has it. I don't know if Smith's has it. You can almost it. get it anywhere. I think it's at Winco, too. I, you know what? Actually, you're right. I have yeah. seen it at Winco. Yeah, they have a good variety there. Hey, and before we completely wrap this episode up, 
We want to give a shout out to our friends over at Elevated Chiropractic Center, Matt and Maddie, his wife. I, you know, I thought of that, Matt and Maddie, Matt like and Maddie, Chris and Chrissy, adorable. right? You know, yeah, how, how they should be that? our friends. They uh, they hooked us up with tickets to go see Spider Man. Oh, it was so great! Which was really cool because yeah. we we didn't see it yet, right? It oh man, and and it was like in luxury seating, so it was really comfortable, and it was a great movie and. We went to that theater over awesome. by the uh, Cottonwood Mall, yeah. which is actually by, uh, it, well, it's, it's a Mark Miller theater, yeah, which, Mark or, or Miller no, theater. no, no, maybe it's a Larry, Larry H. Miller, but there's a Mark Miller VIP lounge there, yeah, yeah, which yeah. is really cool. Cause we're like, well, shoot, Mark Miller's our sponsor. I guess yeah. they should let us into that VIP area. Right. right? But, we should huh. just go walk in. <laughs> so anyway, thank you. Elevated chiropractic center for uh, hooking us up. Go check them out. If you need some chiropractic work, let's wrap this episode up. Chrissy, let's get out of here. I'm sure the listeners have better podcasts to listen to. <laughs> No way. But that will do it for this episode. Don't forget to support our show sponsors, Mark Miller Subaru, Kennedy Botanicals, and HostGator. We'll have links for all of them at our website under the show notes for this episode, which you can always find at IamSaltLake.com. And if you ever want to send us anything, you can always send us letters, postcards, and packages to P.O. Box 4412, Salt Lake City, Utah, 84110. You have a great week. Make sure to get out and enjoy Salt Lake City. I mean, hey, we live in this beautiful city. Get out there and enjoy it. Support local whenever possible, and we're going to see you on the next episode. And good night, Grammy.